What is going on, ladies, gentlemen, listeners of the Didn't Ask Podcast? Welcome back to this right here podcast, the Didn't Ask Podcast. How is everybody doing? I hope you had a good weekend. I certainly did. Taylor Swift's new album came out on this past Friday, and man, I listened to that album on repeat throughout the weekend, and it's so fucking good. It's a fantastic album. It's great. It's Taylor Swift being back to her basically like old form that we know her of from like songs like, you know, Shake It Off and stuff like that. It's way more poppy than the two quarantine albums she has done in the past couple years, talking about Folklore and Evermore, which were more like alternative type things. They were fantastic too. Like Evermore is one of my favorite Taylor Swift albums, I would say. But man, Midnight's, it's climbing up the ranks right now. It's very fucking cool. I still am waiting on those re-releases of both 1989 and Reputation because those are going to blow people out of fucking water, I think. Those are going to be, they're going to be so, if we're going to get the same treatment for those albums as we got for Red, then that could be fantastic. That could be the, like a fucking blowout fucking thing, especially 1989 because that time of course, of her life is very popular because it's the time where she had the relationship with Harry Styles and stuff like that. Of course, out of style, that style, it's style, it's out of style. I never, I am so bad with Taylor Swift song names. It's so terrible. Like I played a Taylor Swift hurdle on my phone every day and every day I go like, oh, the song title is something. And then I just type in that I have to basically do the whole song in my head to be like, okay, maybe the title is this, maybe the title is that. I'm really bad at title. But yeah, Out of Style, that song is of course based around the relationship she had with Harry Styles. And I think that that is one of the most popular periods in her life. And I feel like that is also the period where she went very much into like the pop song where she became very popular for the whole world, not just America. So I think that that is a very interesting album to look back on and see what that is going to bring. So I'm very excited for that. But again, Midnight's is absolutely fantastic. I'm having a great time listening to it. I was talking to some of my colleagues about this, where they said like, hey, the song, I've I've heard a couple of the songs, but she's like, no, nah, there were not really any hits on that. And I'm just like, no, that is very much true. Even though I think that there are a couple of songs that could slap and get rank really high in the charts. I mean, it's Taylor Swift, so... The songs will probably chart really high just because of the Swifties. Um, like we have seen, she has broken Spotify records worldwide, becoming the most streamed album in like twenty four, the first twenty four hours, something like that, and becoming the most streamed artist in twenty four hours, something like that. It's absolutely fucking crazy that she can still do that shit with her tenth album right now. Again, and that's not even counting re-releases. I believe so. That's really fucking. So yeah, while I'm super happy with this album, I'm very much looking forward to the re-releases that we're hopefully going to get very soon, especially 1989. We already got two songs from the 1989 Taylor Swift version. It's it's crazy that we haven't gotten an announcement on the album itself, but of course we just got Midnight, so I feel like that is maybe why she was just like eh, a little bit hesitant to be like, mm, we're not going to do it yet. going to hold off a little bit, but yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. But that was not the only thing I did this past weekend. I also went and saw Black Adam in cinema. And holy shit, 
I should not have done. Man, I saw the reviews and I was just like, ooh, that doesn't sound good. And I know the movies that The Rock makes are never really that good to begin with. With all due respect to The Rock, I'm a huge Rock fan. I legitimately have a Rock backpack. And, of course, it's not a fucking WWE backpack with, like, graphics on it. No, no, no. It's one of the Project Rock ones that he did for with his collaboration with Under Armour. It's a really nice backpack. Really big. Very fantastic. But anyways, so I got that backpack. I'm very happy with that backpack. I took the backpack with me to the cinema while watching Black Adam. And yeah, Black Adam is not a good movie, I would say. It is It is a fine movie. Personally, I would say that it is very much similar to like a low-ranking Marvel movie where it's just like, well, what's the point, really? If you're asking me, do I want to watch this or the first Thor, or maybe even the second Thor, I would probably still pick the Thor movie, then I would watch this. And again, huge fan of The Rock. I really like him. And there is a Dutch guy in uh, in the movie, uh, Marwan, who is huge in Hollywood now. He plays all the, like, the mostly bad guys. He played Javar in the live-action Aladdin. And he was on the mur- Murder on the Orient Express, which I saw in theaters too. Also wasn't really good of an idea. So yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm going to support this. I'm going to support The Rock. I want to support the DCEU because they're still trying something. Even though I honestly should not have supported the DCEU, especially what they did with Batgirl and stuff like that. And what they're going to do with Flash. I, it's such a weird thing. So I, honestly, looking back, I should not have. But again, yeah, it wasn't that fucking, it wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. So if you're still in the market to watch this movie, I would say just wait a little till it's on HBO Max or it's, it's not. Um, I, I also watched UFC. It was a big UFC night with Sugar Sean O'Malley fighting Piotr Jan. We have Algerman Sterling fighting TJP Dillashaw. And we had the main event with Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makashev and man there were such fun fights and there were good back and forths Pyotrion versus Sugarshan O'Malley ended with a little bit of a controversy where Sugarshan O'Malley took the win while most people would say that Pyotrion was probably the winner of that fight because of the takedowns that he had because of the pressure because of the significant hits and strikes and whatever even though Sugarshan O'Malley had more significant strikes overall in the end so that is a really weird thing that we need to look at but hey uh, if two judges score you the winner then you know it, it is what it is you know what i mean it is what it is that's that's what we're going to go with and that means that sugar chana mali is moving up the ranks for that title and maybe fighting Algerman sterling next who fucking knows because Algerman sterling fought tj pe dillashaw and basically demolished him TJ Dillashaw had a shoulder injury back in April and he never got that fixed because he couldn't really. So I think that he torn like his rotator cuff or something like that. Like there is something broken in his fucking shoulder, which made his shoulder just pop out of socket throughout the training camp. He uh, explained after the match. So he went up to the ref in the back and was just like, hey ref, my shoulder goes out just consistently. Please don't stop the match. I will pop it back in and just continue. I hope it doesn't happen, but it probably will. 
and 30 seconds in, sure as shit, his shoulder popped out, and he had to fight with basically one hand, and, you know, fighting Aljamain Sterling isn't that great of an idea to begin with, for most people. Fighting him with one arm, whatever the fuck you are, is not fucking smart, because the fucking human backpack, as he would like to call himself, and people call him, did what he had to do. Took him down, synced in those fucking figure four leg lock type thing, you know, around his uh, TJ's waist, and just started pounding him. And when you have two hands to defend yourself, it's really hard to do so. If you have one hand, it's basically impossible. So he got fucking finished real quick with that, even though he still made it out of the first uh, round, which was very interesting seeing him made it out of the first round because that, that's really big, especially when you have only one arm that's functional. Then he popped it back in and then immediately basically popped back out. So yeah, it is a, it's, it's not, a, not a pleasant match for TJ Dillashaw. But it's good that he stepped in there on one side. On the other hand, like I get it that you won that fight. But on the other hand, it's just like, well, what is the point for you taking the fight, right? Because not only are you holding a position in the division, because you basically know that the shoulder is going to pop out and you're going to be defenseless because of it. So to me, it's just like, why the fuck would you even put yourself in that situation? And especially knowing this since April, that is like a big thing. So now, not only have you taken that spot for half a year, basically, I mean, it is half a year. Have you taken that spot for half a year because you wanted that title fight? You ruined your own chances because you went into the fight knowing that you would probably not win because you had only one arm that was able to fight. And now you, with that, ruined your chances of getting another title fight, right? Because not, like I'm saying, you're, what, you sh- what he should have done probably was just said, hey, I have this shoulder injury, I needed it to get fixed. Because that means that, hey, you were the quote-unquote number one contender. You were next in line to get that title shot. We're going to just take you off the board for now. Have somebody else slide in. So like uh, Marlon Chito Vera, for example, slide him in to this, this spot because he would have had six months to prepare. And then see what happens when TJ Dillashaw is ready to come back and slot him straight in a fucking title match because that was was the promise right i think that that would have been the better option for tj in the end and again this is always like ifs ends or buts but yeah to me that would have been the more logical thing to do to be like hey i'm gonna take myself out for now i'm gonna get the shoulder surgery to make sure that my arm is fully functional and then come back with a vengeance because now again you hold the position in a division for a year, like he said himself. You went into the fight knowing that you were probably not going to win the fight because your shoulder is hurt, and now you lost the fight, which means that you are at the back of the line. So now you're basically fucked yourself over three times, or like you fucked the division over three times, right? Because not only did you show up hurt, you knew that you weren't going to finish him. Now you're at the back of the line, and you were holding a position for somebody else that could have stepped in. In that time so i think that it was a very stupid idea for him to do so all due respect that he did it but yeah it wasn't that smart of an idea then quickly want to talk about the formula one race that was this weekend 
Also, I skipped over WWE, which is fucking crazy. I've been talking about this shit. I've been talking to you for about 12 minutes now, and um, I've not talked about WWE. So that's a pretty good, actually, I guess. Um, there was a Formula One race this weekend, the Austin Grand Prix, which was, of course, a very fun one. We saw some crazy shit happening. Max's team had a fuck up with the wheel gun that wasn't working correctly. And then that meant that Max had like a pistol of like 12 seconds, which insane how long that was. And then he, you know, had to go to the back while the victory was basically in his, in his hands. And then Max being Max, he just fucking hit that throttle and just fucking went and then fucking overtook everybody. was in a fun little back and forth with Leclerc, then got into a fucking battle with Hamilton and eventually still finished at the top of the fucking line. That's fucking crazy to me. And that also meant that now Red Bull has secured the constructor victory. So that now both Max is the champion and Red Bull is the constructor champion, which is absolutely fantastic. That means a whole bunch of money for the teams. That is money that they can very much need to improve their engine and their car and of course um hopefully uh, reach the budget cap and stuff like that ah, talk about that that's not about but so yeah that that was a fun very uh high pace i should say it's hype it was a very back and forth race and it was really fun so uh we're gonna have a race this weekend as well the race of mexico we're gonna go to mexico city i believe somewhere around there home of checo perez and hopefully checo perez can get the victory even though last year he became third came in that third that was a pretty success for the country as well but yeah let's hope that he at least gets second if not depending on how the race is going to go but hey this is not a podcast where i talk to you about my weekend where i talk to you about formula one or taylor swift this is a podcast where i dive into the world of reddit to see what the people ask reddit and didn't ask me so let's jump into the first question coming from the Ask Reddit subreddit for today, coming from user Primero23. And I ask, which snack do you avoid buying because you will literally eat the entire batch in one sitting? There are so many things that I really like and can eat a whole bunch of. I recently discovered squashies, and squashies are absolutely fantastic. So I saw squashies in videos of the Sideman. If you know them good if you don't they're a group of british youtubers that have this channel that they do collaborative stuff with and every time they go to a video shoot they have a bag of squashies at least one probably more and then they eat squashies and i was just like yo i want fucking candy so next time i go to london i want to get squashies and then i walked to like a grocery store here and uh it was a drugstore actually Walked into a drugstore, went to like the candy aisle, and then saw that they had things called foamies. And I was like, holy shit, those are squashies. Again, they're called foamies over here, but they're basically the same thing. So I was like, you know what? Let me take those. And holy shit, they're really good. So now I finally understand why Sidemen love eating those things because they're absolutely fantastic. So I ate a bunch of those in one sitting, and I was like, oh, this is bad. I now have six bags of squashies in my cabinet the pantry as you wish and they're really good another food that i really really like are lace oven baked and then specifically the paprika ones or like the pepper ones 
they're really fucking good. If I get a bag of those, I will also just munch and munch and munch. I will just crunch those. They're so fucking good. They're so light, but also like crispy and stuff like that. So, man, fucking talk about this and my mouth watering. Mouth is watering. So, so. So, yeah. Going back to the question asked by user Primero23. Which snacks do you avoid buying because you will literally eat the entire batch in one sitting? I would say squashies is one because I really like squashies and I eat a whole bunch of them. Though I can have a little bit of self-control with those. But the other one would be lace baked. I would fucking destroy a bag if I get the opportunity to. I do see the first comment though coming from KS Mimi. And they say donuts are my kryptonite. And I do have the same thing. Like last night, we were watching the race and my mom had bought some mini donuts and I fucking munched down three of those out of the five. Like it was really bad. Uh, you know, it's good. They taste good. They taste good. Have fun. You know what I mean? You know, I just want to eat it. It tastes good. It is fun. Thank you for your question. Primero 23. Okay. Moving on to the next question coming from the Ask Reddit subreddit. Coming from user XP War, that is E X W A R, and they ask, What vehicle is only driven by assholes? And to me, the answer would be Dodge Rams, especially here in the Netherlands. Our cities and streets are not built for Dodge Rams. Like, we have very narrow streets, and especially in cities like Amsterdam and stuff like that. We have so many narrow streets where you can barely fucking drive through with a small car, like a normal like hatchback, like a whatever you want to call it. And it is fucking mind-boggling to me that people have Dodge Ram, where legitimately people have taken two parking spots because not a, not because they're an asshole per se, but like because their car is so big, which then inherently makes you an asshole to begin with. But like. It's one of those things where it's just like, why, why the fuck do you have that fucking car? What's the point here? Nobody fucking cares. There is no fucking use case for you here. Why the fuck? Is your dick so small that you have to get a car that, that, that it's that big that has to take in two parking spots for you to be happy with your life? Like, what the fuck are you doing with a Dodge Ram in fucking Amsterdam? Please tell me. I'm, I'm fucking, I want to know. Thanks. So, going back to the question, as by user XP War, what vehicle is only driven by assholes? And I would say a Dodge Ram. And then, again, especially in the Netherlands, where our streets are very small, we have very narrow streets, our roads are not that big, so you having a car that has to fit in two parking spots is just a fucking bitch move. And that uh, gives me tiny dick energy. So, yeah, thank you for your question, XP War. Moving on. To the third question coming from the Ask Reddit subreddit for today, coming from user Mike underscore Oxlong95, and they ask, A new planet is discovered, and you have been chosen to name it. What is it now called? This is always a fun one. I think I've talked about this question already in the opposite way, where Earth would join like the intergalactic space force uh, NATO type thing, and they would have to get a name and then we would go oh we're earth and then we realize that there's another planet that's called earth so we cannot be named earth so what would the incident be and then you know we, we use planet jasper because of a, a kind of funny joke which is funny but 
not the greatest. So now looking at the question is that what will we name a new planet that we can name anything we want? So that makes me think. And then I go, you know what? One of my favorite Disney movies of all time is Treasure Planet. So the easy answer for me is Treasure Planet. We're just going to call it Treasure Planet just because. Does it make sense? Probably not. Maybe it does. Maybe there are so many fucking resources on the planet that we don't know about right now. And so we started digging and then we realized, holy shit, there is fucking helium-3 on this planet in fucking millions of fucking amounts. There is oil and there is gas, so we can call it Treasure Planet for sure. Who knows? But I just want to call it Treasure Planet because Treasure Planet is a fucking amazing book. And you should go and fucking watch that shit. So, going back to the question asked by user Mike underscore Oxlong95. A new planet is discovered and you have been chosen to name it. What is it now called? And I would just say the treasure planet. Thank you for your question, Mike Oxlong. Moving on to the fourth question already of the day. Coming from the Ask Reddit subreddit as by user classic underscore rock underscore 726. And they ask, if you went into a coma and woke up in the year 2122, what would be the first thing you would want to know? And my answer would be, what does Taylor Swift's discography look like? What are we saying? Like, we have had Taylor Swift for a hundred and somewhat years now at that point when it's 2122. And of course, like I was saying in the beginning, we just got Midnight, which is her 10th studio album. But we're also going to get all those re-releases. We're going to still get Taylor Swift. We're going to still get 1989 Reputation so many fucking things that we still need to get you know what i mean so i'm very excited and i really want to know if i get out of that coma how all those songs sound did she ever finish all of the album that's also a question knowing taylor swift she probably did because she is taylor swift but that is still a very interesting question that i would ask so that would probably be the answer to you classic underscore rock underscore 726 if you went into a coma and woke up in the year 2122, what would be the first thing you would want to know? And that is, what does Taylor Swift's discography look like? What songs did she release? Did she finish all the re-recordings of all the albums? How many more studio albums has she released? You name it. I want to just know what the fuck is going on. Especially, this might be a fucking weird answer because, you know... I'm in the Taylor Swift vibe right now. I listen to that fucking new album fucking 24-7 on repeat. But that is really one of the things I want to know. Like, how is Taylor Swift discography looking like? Thank you for your question, Classic Rock. And now, moving on to the final question of Ask Reddit subreddit for today. Coming from user Cherry Adams. And that is Thierry Adams. Who is the best sitcom character of all time? When I picked this question, I thought the question was something else. And I thought the question was, what is the best sitcom of all time? So now seeing that the question is about the best character, that changes the answer a bit. Because the best sitcom of all time, I would say, is Seinfeld. I still think that Seinfeld, for how old it is now, is still very relevant. And there are still so many funny jokes. And I think that they most of them will hit with every person that is watching. With Friends, I don't think that Friends is... I don't think Friends hits with everybody as it would as Seinfeld does. But that was not the question. The question was, who is the best sitcom character of all time? And I would say Al Bundy. 
Al Bundy is where my head went to. And I think that that is a very fun and unique answer, I think, to this. Because I didn't see it in the comments because I did a quick search. And Al Bundy is such a fun personality. He is such a weird dude. He loves his wife, but also hates her. And that is such a reference for most men, I would say, that are married. That it's just like, oh, you love your wife, but you also hate her a tiny bit because she annoys you in weird ways, shapes, forms. So, yeah, I think that that, that, that would be the answer to you, Thierry Adams, who is the best sitcom character of all time. And I would say Al Bundy. Because even in, because he basically plays that character in Modern Family, like very slight variations of that. And it's fantastic in there as well. So, good job, Alpan. Thank you for your questions, Jerry Adams. And now, moving to the final question for today, coming off, of course, from the MIDS whole subreddit, as by user deleted. The fucking whole account got deleted. Do you believe that? Fuck me. Am I the asshole for expecting my girlfriend to pay her share of the rent? My girlfriend and I have been dating for a year and we want to move in together. We want a two-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment or townhouse near my work. I'm a second-year pathology resident and my residency is five years long. She works from home and wants an office. She also makes 120k and I only make 68k. So our rent is $1,800 a month, plus utilities, and she wants to go half on both rent and utilities, so we would both pay roughly $1,000 a month. Because she is using one of the rooms as her office, I feel like she should pay more, so I should pay $700, and she should pay $1,300. She thinks even if she is using an extra room, because living near the hospital is very expensive, I should pay half because she could get a cheaper place if I don't live near work. She thinks that we are paying more because we're living closely to my work, so I don't have to pay for gas, I should pay half the rent. I feel she's being selfish because she makes much more than me, and once I become a residency, I could easily make 350k a year or more. But according to her, it's not fair for her to wait three years to potentially get paid back because we could break up, and she would have subsidized me. To me, if she isn't willing to pay a bit more, put some skin in the game, she's being a gold digger and waiting for me to make bank without giving anything in the first place. We argued about this a few times and I don't want to know if I'm crazy in my thinking or she's being so. Am I the asshole? Well, dude, I would say yes, you're the asshole. She is definitely giving you enough reason to be like, hey, dude, we don't have to live here. You want to live here because you live close to work. And therefore, the rent is probably higher because if we live somewhere else, it would be cheaper because then, you know, what the fuck? And like she's saying, you do, you're not paying for for gas and stuff like that, even though I think you can probably get that through your work, but I don't know. Um, that you can pay a little bit more for, for rent. And honestly, I kind of I want to agree with her in this sense that, hey, if the thing that you're saying, I don't really understand what the fuck you're saying. Like, you're you're saying that she's a selfish and a gold digger for being with you because you can make fucking 350k a year. Like, what the fuck is that supposed to? She's with you now, and she's making more money than you are, and you are asking her to pay more rent as well. 
So that means that uh, in all sense of the word, you are the gold digger because you're making 70k and she's making 120 So first off, that's a fucking shit argument, so you should throw it out of the fucking window. Then we have the fact that, like she is saying, you're living close to your work, so she is doing that for you. So she is, again, paying more, probably, than she should have because she can just live in the fucking suburbs or whatever and then just do whatever the fuck she wants, right? Because she doesn't need it. Thirdly, you're saying that, oh, you're going to make 350k and that makes her a gold digger because that is what you're going to make in three years, four years. Uh, oh, okay. Like she is saying, maybe you won't be together in fucking three years anymore. And that means that you have been fucking leeching off of her and she isn't going to get anything for that. And again, while that may sound harsh, it's not that much, you know? And also, you're making 70k a year. That is not like pocket change. That, that is a lot of, that's pretty much a lot of money, right? So I don't feel like you should be worrying about a thousand dollars a month. If you do that, you basically have like 50k left. Like, what? We're, we're we're talking about that? Like, dude, come on. Get over yourself. Just don't be a fucking dickhead. Just pay the fucking thousand dollars. Just split it evenly. And maybe if you're a fucking good boy about it, she'll take you out to dinner sometime and pay for it. Like, you have to take some concessions in life, and I don't think that this is the fucking hill you should die on. But hey, more power to you if you want to do that, dude. Thank you for your question. And that is going to do it for the Didn't Ask podcast for this week. I hope you had a good time. And if you did, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify because both places give you the ability to leave a rating. So please do that because it will help the show out tremendously. You can find this show on basically every podcast platform around the world, but you can go to anchor.fm forward slash didn't dash ask dash pod. That link will be in the show description. Over here, you can find all the links platforms. This podcast is available on like Pocketcast like Podcast Addict, like Apple Podcast, like Amazon Podcast, like Spotify, like Google Podcast. It's fucking there. If it's not, please let me know. You can do that by going to anchor.fm as well and pressing the message button that is on that fucking side. If you press that, you get the ability to record a voice memo for me. So you can say, hey, this podcast is available on this platform and I will try my best to get it on there. If you want to ask me a personal question, you can also go to that anchor.fm link press the same message button and record a voice memo with you asking your question to me so i can answer that live on air if you don't want your voice to be heard and your name to be known on this right here podcast say that you want to stay anonymous i will just then record your question myself so i can still answer your question without you hearing your own voice everybody else hearing your own voice for that well that's going to do it for me for this week i will be back next week if you want to know what i'm doing in the meantime and in between time you can go to track.tv over here you can find overview of all the tv shows and movies i'm watching sometimes while i'm watching them though probably not that much lately because i'm using my tv and it's a whole rigmarole on track that but we're gonna figure it out hopefully in the near future we get that sorted but you can see all the tv shows and movies that i'm watching sometimes while i'm watching them which is really fun so you can ask me a question about those and also keep up with keep up with the jam okay that's gonna do it for me for this week i'm blabbering now so i hope to see you back next week thanks for listening bye